0: Welcome back, Vagrants, to another Dispatch from Zyja Station. This week on the podcast, we have a special treat for you. We were lucky enough to speak with Mr. Tim Rozon, who is the man behind Isaac Stelling. We recorded this episode toward the end of Season 1, so there will be spoilers ahead. We discussed Vagrant Queen, of course, but also covered Winona Earp, babies, and more. We hope you will all enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed talking with Tim. If you're listening to this podcast, you know our guest today as is Isaac on Vagrant Queen. You Vagrant Earpers out there will also know him as Doc Holiday on Winona Earp. A man of many talents, he is Tim Rosen. Tim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, guys. Uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it means
0: a lot. Oh, thank you for, so thank much you for, joining for joining us. us. So... As we are recording this, there's one episode left that has yet to air in the United States, so no
2: spoilers. But we're going to go ahead and start off the interview on a lighter note here. A question we like to ask all of our guests, this is a podcast about a show in space. So, Tim, real or fictional, what's your favorite planet?
1: Ooh, uh, maybe Law. Probably uh, Nornrad's Rad's uh, home planet, uh, Noren Rad is the Silver Surfer, for any of the people who didn't know who that was, um, that uh, he, he made a deal with Galactus, the Planet Eater, to become the Silver Surfer, uh, to save his planet uh, from, uh, from being devoured by the Planet Eater. So uh, yeah, probably probably that planet, Silver Surfer's my favorite, so uh, Noren Rad's home, Rad.
0: Perfect. So now let's get to the hard-hitting questions. Your facial hair has become a character on its own, from Massimo and Lost Girl to Mutt's beard and Schitt's Creek to Doc's mustache and to a little bit of a different beard for Isaac. How have your grooming habits changed or adapted throughout the years? And do you have a favorite look?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, if it's up to me, I'd probably uh, have a buzz cut and uh, uh, be clean shaven or, you know, just. Like I'd grow a couple of days and then shave and go a couple of days and then shave just so I didn't have to shave every day. Um, yeah, my career seems to based around facial hair. I can't tell you how many meetings probably in the past five years uh, producers have had about my facial hair. It's kind of ridiculous. and makes me laugh. Um, you know, uh, Wynonna Earp and Big and Queen, they were in contact um, because of my facial hair and which facial hair would I show up to either set with and in between uh, shooting uh, uh, just before Vagrant Queen I booked this Hallmark movie where I was out in uh, Vancouver shooting this Hallmark movie and um, it's a big deal for a, a, a character to have any facial hair on a, on a Hallmark movie they just, uh, they just don't like it and uh, it was actually Candace Cameron Burry herself who fought for my character to have facial hair so I could have the beard for Isaac because I needed to start growing that beard during filming of uh, the Christmas movie, So I can have enough beard for Isaac uh, from the comic book. So they were, they were, they were, they were really cool. And they let me do it. But the a big shout out to Candace Cameron Bray for fighting for my beard so much on that show.
2: Well, we definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, Tim, you've talked a bit in past interviews about how you've read Magdalene Visaggio's and Jason Smith's Vagrant Queen comic books. Sort of a two-pronged question along those lines. First one, how did reading the books and really just taking in that experience influence how you went about playing Isaac when it came time for you to do the show?
1: Yeah, you know, that was my secret weapon. Um, uh, I, I, I got the first sides... And, um, you need to understand, like, backstory. This was a, this was a very strange time for me because Winona Earp, we had just found out most likely we had lost our show. You know, uh, six months before that, five, even five months before that, I was in San Diego in Hall H announcing a pickup for season four and five of Winona Earp. So that's where my head was at. And then around February, March, I started hearing, we're not coming back. We're not coming back at all. Forget about coming back. We're not coming back at all. It was around that time I was getting pretty depressed. And the only thing that kind of undepressed me was these sides that came along for uh, Vagrant Queen, Isaac. And I remember really liking him from day one. And I said, man, if I can't do Doc Holliday anymore, i got to get this Isaac. i got to get this part. This guy's great. Uh, I had never read the book before. I read lots of comic books. I had never read that book. Uh, so I did the first audition and uh, I didn't hear anything. And then I got a call saying, they like you, but they like a lot of people. So I was kind of like, oof, okay, okay. So I knew that I wasn't done yet. And uh, that gave me enough kind of like, I was like, I called my comic book shop because I have my own comic shop in the, in the city that I go to. And I said, add this to my pull." And uh, they said, you got to find me this favorite Queen book called Comics. So they ordered it for me. Uh, and then I went and read the book before my callback. And it helped. It really did. Because I found a human the characters and the relationship between the two of them because it's in the book if you even read it like yeah you might think she hates him but she doesn't even you know she doesn't really hate him she there's kind of there's sort of like a bond there that's you can't describe the isaac alita bond it's just it's it's if you got if you watch the show you start to understand it and uh it, it starts from the comic book so i think that helped me because i went in a lot more um, I don't know what the right word is. Just I just didn't take Isaac as serious. He was in serious situations, but he didn't take it as serious as he probably should have. And I think that's maybe what helped me. Uh, you know, And I was wearing a, a Mickey Mouse shirt because I was in Florida at the time. Uh, and uh, I, I just said, what would a guy from Earth stranded in another galaxy be wearing? Well, he'd be repping Mickey Mouse. So, of
2: course. Yeah. No doubt about that. And then you, you talked a bit about the relationship between the characters. Of course, Amé got added for the for the TV show. How do you think the addition of Amé affected the TV version of Isaac as opposed to the comic book?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I've read that uh, uh, some stuff, you know, I won't speak on, on behalf of them, actually, but I've read some stuff that they were, they were quite pleased with the, the addition, you know, of, of the new character from what they saw, you know. Uh, I just, you got to give credit where credit's due, and that's to Jem, uh, Ame is most likely my favorite character on the show of, of, of everyone. Uh, you know, Winnie Bob, myself, Alita included. Uh, she's just the heart of the show. I think it all falls apart without Ame's heart. I, I don't know if the trio would be as strong. I don't know if we'd root for them as much. You know, I mean, we're rooting for Alita the, the entire time. Um, and, 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 she's, and she goes through a lot, but when Samay comes and just the softness that she brings to the entire situation, and uh, it's she's an incredible character. What, 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 what a great addition. And Jem created her, and, uh, you know, just Jem Gerard is just a powerful character. Amazing woman, man, and what a writer! What well, I told her from day one, I said your scripts are some of the best scripts I've ever read. Like that's you know I I I've watched the show, so you know that it 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 uh, whatever the word is it transforms or transpires or transponds I don't know to t- television whatever it is. I'm not the writer in that sense. She is, um, but on paper, when I first read those scripts, they're awesome, and you can you can you can feel that relationship between the three of them. Uh, yeah. I love her. Name. She's probably my favorite. Yeah, played brilliantly by Alex McGregor. I don't think Real, you're it?
2: alone in that, honestly. Oh, certainly not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so, I love I love lots of characters, but yeah, she just stand out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Vagrant Queen is your second TV show modeled after a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you enjoy comics. Do you seek out those roles, or is it just chance that that happenstance?
1: uh you know it's one of those things where it's just uh it's, it's not to be cliche but i'm living the, the my dream i'm living my dream i'm living the dream so for anyone who thinks you can't you can i'm the prime example um i've been doing this for a long time i remember i was on uh, Shits creek great show a lot of people know Shits creek trust me it's, it's a fantastic show and i was very lucky to be on it um but while i was doing that i got that audition for dark holiday and i remember about a week before the audition came, the words literally came out of my mouth. I remember, I remember vividly, I was having dinner with my wife and I said, uh, you know what I would love? I would love to be on a show based on a comic that goes to Comic-Con. I mean, how amazing would that be? A week later, I got the audition for Doc Holiday. I knew in my heart I could do this part. I had to have it. I knew I had to just... I had to get it. I had to have it, and uh, and then it happened. And a year later, after saying the words out of my, like putting it into the universe, I was there at Comic Con, on the show, playing a character based from a, you know what I mean? It is incredible. Not only that, I get to write the comic books uh, for IDW for the show. It's like, um, yeah, whatever happens in life, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had a good run. It was awesome. I, I've lived my dream. I can't complain. And then, you know, Cherry on top, Isaac, Vigored Queen, based on a comic book. It's just, it's it's great. Yeah. I, I don't actively seek it, but I definitely wanted it. And, 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 and I, it's definitely my genre. And it's definitely, it's, you know, it really makes me happy.
0: That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, uh, so I... I'm sure uh, you are already aware of the Erper fandom. <laughs> um, since a lot of us followed your move to Vagrant Queen,
2: can, mm-hmm. you,
0: can you tell us how the fandom is the same and how it's different between the shows? And were your castmates surprised at the kind of instant fandom that came with it?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think... Uh, 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 Alex, uh, and th- they were not ready. Um, Adrian and Alex were not ready eh, for, for what it is to be erped. Uh, listen, Oh, oh, oh Wynonna Earp, all that stuff that means so much to me, like being on a comic book and all that, that's, that's, that's one equation of it. That's my dream, but the greatest gift that I was given in in that part has nothing to do with the part and there's nothing to do with the the show it has to do with the fan it has to do with the erpers uh being a part of that fan and being an erper changed my life in, in 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 more ways than i could have imagined and and, and i would i wouldn't trade I'll, i'd give up all the dreams for the feeling in my heart that that has been filled by by herpers and meeting herpers and being in rooms with herpers or tweeting with herpers or just herping, <laughs> uh, it's 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 a it's an incredible experience for anyone who does it, uh, and it's given me a lot, and uh, I'm very appreciative of it. So yeah, I I had a feeling that some people would jump over, and at the end of the day, I, I consider myself an herper. So I feel like I kind of know what we're gonna like. And I knew Vagrant Queen was something, you know, I really liked it. So I said, you know, I think there'll be a couple other Herpers who might like this show. Uh, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, Vagrant Queen has its own uh, uh, vagrants, its own uh, fandom, its, its its own fans, there is a lot of herpers who came over. Um, I wish more people were watching, you know, I don't think enough people are, are watching the show because I think they're missing out on, on a really, 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 really great show.
2: I completely um, agree. Absolutely. It's yeah. a phenomenal show, to say the least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, uh, I agree. I'm a fan, you know. There's only so many shows that I've been on that I could say, oh, I'm a real, real fan of the show, you know. Uh, I've done, done lots. I'm, I'm lucky, but, um, you know, I, I don't watch that much TV so uh you know I'm, I'm, lately it's been i've been on a great run of shows that i i would actually watch myself you know Shits creek and and uh and queen went on the earth lost but i would watch all these shows these, these these would be you know these this is my wheelhouse of things i would watch so the more people need to watch Vagrant Queen now. Uh, yeah
2: and certainly we do want to touch on that but i also want to touch on more on isaac as a character Certainly, we get to see a lot of Isaac's lighter side throughout the season, as we've touched on here. But episode five in particular, we get to dig deep into Isaac as a character, whether it's in us seeing, for lack of a better term, his origin story or seeing him sell on information to Lazaro. What was it like for you to delve into that darker part, if you will, of Isaac as a character?
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, that's a great question, and uh, it means a lot that you asked it because it shows you really—you you, you guys are fans of the show. I can tell uh, without a doubt, uh, and uh, and I appreciate that. I, I really love that. Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was the episode. You know, interesting enough, that was the last episode we filmed, and I filmed. I was the last person there, to be honest, because of facial hair. Uh, you know, Jem wanted uh, Isaac to have no beard. It was like she fought hard against the network and the network is sci-fi and I'm on sci-fi for White Owner Herb. So there was conversations, is he going to have enough time to grow the mustache? And I was telling them, guys, the one thing I can do is grow our mustache. Give me the, I just need this amount of days and I can do it. And they said, no, it's not enough time. I said, it's enough time. Uh, so I told Jem, don't worry, we'll shave. Um, but the cool thing is is that i get a little attached to these characters i'm a good guy i guess and i play these characters you know doc holiday and isaac they're good guys at heart but they do bad things you know they just do stupid things to be honest you know and and i feel bad when my characters do bad things you know so it's hard for me um so i knew Throughout the season, that I had betrayed Alita, and it, it, it bugged me as a person, uh, as myself. It bugged me that that character would do that, you know. So I had to play the entire season. So when we came back to my backstory, that's my backstory was my reasoning for why I would betray her. You know, that's the only acceptable reason was why. So when I was living it, I was it really it had to have stakes. It had to mean something to him. He had to have, you have to believe that he would turn his back on this person that is his best friend, more than his best friend, because Alita and Isaac, they're just, he needs her so much, you know? And so the stakes had to be really, really real for me. And, 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 and you know, he, he, his wife and his kid were left behind and, and he just wanted to get home. And that's what I told myself, you need to you would do anything to go home and you love your wife more than anything. This has to mean so much. So then that was it screaming and losing your mind on a, on a spaceship. Just, you know, it was, uh, it was great. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was sad because it was the last day of filming. And, um, in that time, I, I you know, I knew I was going home and about to have, a, a, my, 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 kid. Uh, you know, uh, I found out we were having a baby, uh, two weeks before I left for Africa. Oscar oh, wow. Six months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, come home and, you know, I don't have much time before baby came. So he <laughs> Get came that so, crib you know. together. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing a character that uh, um, hasn't seen his kid back home. You know, I remember there was another moment where uh, Ame and, and Isaac had one of my, probably my favorite scenes in the season in the woods where they kind of have their heart to heart. And she tells him about her feelings for uh, Alita the first time. And, and before that, he kind of tells her about, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't even know how old his kid is. If it's a boy, if it's a girl, what's it like? That's where I was myself, and my. I, you know, I had a pregnant wife back home. I didn't even know if we were having a boy or a girl, and I was. Um, so uh, it, it 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 all meant a lot. Uh, those scenes, um, all those scenes, they meant more, I think, cause of what I was going through. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. Kind of in that same vein, how do you think Isaac has developed as a person and then a member of the Winnipeg team throughout the season?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Isaac 2.0. Uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, I think that in, 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 in he, he realized that his family is his wife and his kid, but at the end of the day, he might never see them again. And I think he really values the new family he has. And I don't think he ever, until Amé came into the picture, realized that Alita was his family, you know? And uh, I think once he did that and he betrayed her uh, and he let her down again, you know, for real, like shooting her wasn't enough. But I mean, um, I think when he realized... How how badly he let her down. He realized how how badly he let himself down, and he would never do it again ever. Um, and I think he realized that's when that's his family, and 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 you you can see about Isaac uh, how much his family means to him. <laughs> you know, he is so, uh, and that's his new family. So I think uh, I think once he once he turns the page, you know, there's one episode left. I, I I don't think we're going to see a, a second Isaac betrayal. is what I'm saying. But, you know, who knows? I don't, um, I think he, he he's never going to take for granted what he, he's found.
2: Goes to show how far he's come in this one season so far. Hopefully there's more to come, of course. Yeah. Now we do want to talk more about this particular season the team of the Winnipeg's been on a wide range of adventures. So out of all the episodes, at least the ones we've seen so far, what would you say was your favorite episode to film out of all those? And what made it a favorite episode for you?
1: I mean, there's 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 so many, um, you know, there's, there's pieces, you know, how, how, how can anything ever compete with the first day of filming feeling, you know, it's tough. Uh, was episode one my favorite episode? No. You know, I, it wasn't my least favorite. I'm not saying that either. I'm, I'm saying, but the first day we step on the Winnipeg, the, the South African crews were amazing. I mean, every department of that crew, from the prosthetic makeup to just, you know, the catering and the morning to the, to, the, the, to the set designers, they built winning. Winning was functioning. The buttons that Alex and us are pressing, they do stuff. You could break stuff in there. We did, you know. (laughs) Um, I just remember that first day filming in a spaceship dressed as, you know, as cool as Isaac's dressed with a gun blaster strapped to your leg and freaking you're out in the spaceship and they've got these giant green screens behind you and they've just, uh, they've got space. They put space on the green screen. So when we're looking out of the cockpit, you can't see anything except space, and they built that for us. The viewer doesn't even see it. They did it just for us as we're acting. So you're in a spaceship, functioning spaceship, playing a space dude with your freaking alien buddies. The robot Winnipeg uh, Winnie moves, you know, and it, it, it's being remote controlled from someone in another part of the spaceship. So you don't. it's not like you see them in wires. There's the robot's moving around. And, uh, it's, it's pretty hard not to appreciate all the hard work and amazingness and just get lost in the feeling that this is just, you know, this is amazing. Well, my favorite episode was eight. I think the clue episode was just, um, it was just on a, it was just, it was just super fun. Uh, we had been, we'd, we'd gone through a lot of serious stuff. Uh, you know, especially Lita and Isaac. And Amaze got a history, too. And, and you know, Lazaro's past. Every character's got their their backstory. I and mean, it ain't easy on anybody. Um, and then all of a sudden we have this, uh, not that there isn't murder and mayhem throughout eight, but it's still kind of real fun. Uh, and uh, it was just fun. And I think we were just, everyone understood their characters at that point. We were just riffing off each other. I had read all scene Clue. I loved Clue. Jem did an incredible job with the homage to Clue. You can tell she's a super fan of that movie. Uh, The other actors just killed it. It was great to have a lot of those people back that we had worked with before, you know, Uh, because, you know, Leon Klingman, he came back again. He was Dengar, and then he came back for that. And uh, Officer Reichel uh, uh, came back and played another character. She also plays Winnebott, uh, Robin Scott. She's incredible. She played three characters on that on that show and, and three incredible characters by the way, three memorable characters iconic um, yeah, iconic yeah so it was um it was a blast I mean I just I just remember from from day one we had fun I almost sliced my finger off uh well I mean I did I sliced a big chunk of it uh, off uh in the in the in the hot dog shortest straw hot dog wiener uh schnitzel uh, skedaddle, scene frankenfurter Frankenfurter, thank you for the technical. Uh, term. Uh, yeah, you know, I cut my finger off. I was bleeding everywhere. I hit it, finished the scene, waited for cut, and then I was like, I need a medic. Uh, <laughs> Jem, Jem tasered herself uh, for real. Oh, uh, gosh. It, yeah. She was playing with the taser that, you know, when we go through all the, uh, the weapons, uh, and one of them is you pull it and it's a taser. It was a real taser, and Jem was playing with it. Uh, for a couple of days, she had that taser as right? she's talking and direct, Z-Z-Z, and you know, Z-Z-Z, and then everybody. I remember someone saying, "Oh, you gotta be careful with that thing." Yeah, yeah, no problem. And she zapped herself. Uh, that was crazy. Um, we heard know, that uh, getting.
0: We heard that Leon broke a couple ribs.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. If if people are breaking ribs, cutting off fingers, and tasering themselves, it's a good
2: episode. Of course. Definitely. Oh, no doubt about that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, eight, uh, really, uh, really. And then uh, I think it was six, like I said before, the Sunshine Express, the, the train one where Amé and, yeah. and, yeah, and, and Isaac go on their own uh, their little journey, and they have that heart-to-heart in the woods. Uh, I remember telling Alex after, I said, that that's it. That's the scene. That's Amé. You just, you, 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 the, the vulnerability you showed in the, in the, in the woods, I, I'm, I'm acting with you. Um so I'm trying to stay in character, but as another as a human being and and, and, and I was just like dude, you killed it. Like like I, I just remember saying if these two don't end up together, I hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> I like <you> quit. <laughs> it, it, especially in that moment too, because I'm like, man, you feel it. You know, like I just this is this is it's just magic. Um yeah. And another reason I felt like we need a May, be because Alita ain't gonna make the move. No. You, she, oh, she just, yeah, not. Exactly. So it's like you need a May for like it's a great love story and, and uh, I think they both played it incredible and uh you know uh that sewer kiss was, was magical. It was, it was perfect. It was, it was well worth
2: it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't have asked for better than that.
1: Yeah. So seven was a seven and eight, they were they were probably my, my, my favorite favorites. And and five, be uh, just because uh it, 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 you know, I was saying goodbye to everybody, and it was crazy, and I was by myself, and everyone else was gone. It was just Gemini in a spaceship, and it was, uh, it was really, really fun. It was special.
2: So we've talked about what make, what's made it a great experience. Would you like to talk a bit more about what's made being part of Vigar Queen a unique experience for you?
1: Uh, it's going to be that just, just uh, South Africa and Cape Town. And the people that I met there, and the relationships I've met—you uh, know—I'm still friends with so many parts and people of that crew. It's crazy. Uh, it, the unique thing was just uh, the parallel to my own life. Playing with the character who's a character who who had a baby that he knew nothing about, and that's where I was as, as a new father to be. Uh, it was it was crazy. And you know, the boom guy was having a baby. The makeup girl, she left uh, uh, two weeks before we wrapped to have her kid. Uh, the other makeup girl had a baby a month after I did uh, so you know that's three people in a makeup trailer all having kids around a month apart is pretty crazy so it it made for a, a more unique experience than ever because it was really weird um, her name is Samantha, the makeup artist she was amazing and she was probably eight month pregnant at the end and uh, she was around the same pretty close to 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 my wife back home. My wife is about seven. And I could tell that those days, I think she could tell when I was a little lonely in South Africa and she'd just come over and she'd grab my hand and she'd put it on her belly when he was moving. And uh, I was like, you know, I got to have that feeling of, 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 of feeling a, a little kid and I'm like, Sandy, are the best things.
0: There's definitely nothing like it. I I have yeah. been on both sides of that.
1: Yeah. So it, it made it for a truly unique experience, and just you know, being in Africa is is, is, is next level. South Africa was was beautiful. Both the crews and those people were amazing.
0: Um, speaking of unique experience, uh, it's now officially Pride Month, and we have to mention that you've been a part of several shows with strong LGBTQ uh, representation. How is that different from when like you grew up watching TV? And how does it feel to be a part of that such positive reputation, representation?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it it feels incredible. And and just uh, like I said, I learned so much from the Earpers and and being a a part of that uh, uh, community Um, myself. I mean, you know, I don't know how to say this another way. I grew up pretty curious, so I didn't have any uh, aversions. To the LGBT community, uh, you know, I it, it it was never something I really thought about as a, in that way. Um, but yeah, um, since school uh, I've been I've been a part of that uh, community, and uh, it, it's what can I say? Uh, love is love, <laughs> and uh, it, 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 if it comes from a place of, of beauty and, and we'll, you know, that's it. Love is love, man. Uh, I feel honored to be a part of that community. It's one of the best communities in the world.
0: Well, we appreciate you. For, we absolutely uh, sta- do. Being, a, being
2: an ally.
1: Oh, uh, thank you.
2: So another thing, I wanted to come back to the filming aspect of things for just a minute here, because another thing certainly that we've seen that makes the show unique is what we're, what's been called in the fandom, the mannequin challenges be because Isaac of course features in many of those now your co-star Adrian has talked to a bit about the process that when shooting these what was the experience like for you in filming those
1: yeah pretty awesome i remember like uh, the you know the first one i just didn't understand what we are doing I, it was it was hard to to for her to explain uh, you know what what we're doing um, but she had filmed something like that. And then she kind of showed us a clip of the idea of, of what it is. Um, and I remember AG and God bless her. Uh, she said uh, before doing this mannequin challenge we had, I'll never forget. She said she had a gun, like a blaster in her hand, you know, stuck. And she said, Hey Jim, can I get two guns, two blasters? And uh, Jim said, yeah, you want two guns? She said, yeah, yeah, just give me two guns. I think it'd look even cooler. I've got two guns in my hand. Um, so it only became funny because i was at the back of the mannequin challenge of that one or you know what i mean and and so you're watching it and we had to do multiple takes you can't move or breathe that's the thing you can't blink if you blink it's over so you learn two things number one you don't want to be at the back (laughs) and number two you don't want to be holding things because those things if they shake or move you got to restart or if you're holding things and you can't do it without them shaking or moving, they need to be propped up with even more metal bars and green screens and all kinds of stuff. So I just remember saying, man, I remember laughing and saying, well, we messed that up. You asked for two guns and I asked for the back, the two hardest things of all. So then by the end of it, you're just like, yeah, yeah, you already, a oh, mannequin challenge, got it. So you're like putting, so you're trying to get rid of props. And you're trying to, uh, you know, but it was, it was, like I said, it was, it was incredible. And, and, and uh, the the way they set it up for us was awesome. They had these green boxes with pillows and, you, and these weird positions that you could hold with like, you know, uh, poles and sticks. And uh, it was awesome. And then when you see it, it's well worth it. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the Lozaro last supper, I mean, I don't know what to call that one uh, where everybody was just stabbing each other in the face and, it's going crazy. You know, Vegan Cream blew my mind twice. Um, they were both Lazaro moments uh, and it was during that scene and then I think it was last week's when when, when he just, he did something and everybody's eyes turned green and he started, and people started stabbing themselves in the faces. I was not ready for both those times. I said, like, what this is this madness? It was just absolute insanity. Um, yeah.
2: And I think we were, we're- we're right there with you when it comes to that feeling.
1: Yeah, it's like I just was not prepared for how insanely violent uh, and crazy those moments were.
0: Do you have a favorite mannequin challenge?
1: Uh, well, that one, The Last Supper, which I wasn't a part of, but uh, as a fan watching, uh, that was the one that, uh, that, that, I, that I really loved. Um, you know, the, the, the clue one was super fun. Because we were all in it, we we're all in these crazy these crazy moments. Uh, I was at the end of that one, but at that point uh, me and Dengar uh, Leon we're, we're, were you know we had each other in some headlock type of moves so we could kind of use each other's weight to kind of hold each other up you know. Uh, Alex was in front of me hanging from these screen uh, these these giant uh, ropes and things and I could see Adrian. Uh, in front of her with this sick move. so it was like it was kind of like the one where I got to see everything happen too, in one move. Um, yeah they're they're super fun to be a part of and uh, and, and and big credit to our cameraman Chris uh, who always nailed those. Uh, he, he does it all on this this amazing camera that's kind of on his body and he puts it real low and he goes Is it like a steady cam steady cam but he he wears it upside down uh, on the rig. In this weird way that other people would never think of doing, he does, and then he goes through, and it's it's incredible.
2: A talented cast and crew, if ever there was one. Yeah,
1: and, and guys, again, it's all gem. That's that's you know, you got to give credit where credit is due, and that Gem Gerard, man, she's like I said, that that woman's awesome.
2: Hashtag Wow, Gem certainly isn't a hashtag for nothing.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Now, of course, the end of the season is right around the corner. We've got one more episode that's airing this week as of the time we're recording this. So vagrants have been fighting for the show for a while with the hashtag Renew Vagrant Queen. So I guess the question there is, what message do you have for the vagrants out there who are fighting so hard for this wonderful show?
1: Well, you know, thank you so much. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you. know, All I want is season two. How do I not want to go do this again? Uh, how do we not want to keep telling this story? I just I, I don't know how to get more people to watch a show. I, I you know um, I wish more people would watch it uh, because they'd love it. It's a great show. Uh, just
0: show everybody the clue episode. That's all.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah there I, you go. Yeah, um, look, to be honest, ratings wise and stuff, I don't know that stuff. I never look into that. I never check that. I never know by numbers. I, I know by by me. I watch shows. I like it. I love it. It's a good show. It should keep going. What do I know? People are fighting. Uh, I, I, I love you forever. Thank you so much. You know, um, being a part of that last year with the Earpers was incredible. New York City, putting up those billboards and that feeling. I mean, I drove to New York City.
0: Yeah, with, with Michael
1: yeah I, uh, how could i not how can i not go fight and fight back for these people fighting for you and of course i bought a billboard and of course i went to meet people in the in, in Times square how could i not these people are amazing um so the same thing um yeah i got a lot of things going on in my life but if season two comes i'm going i'll go of course i'm on uh you know people fight for me i'll fight for them uh, i'm all in i i just want to keep playing this character um yeah I I, I, I I hope I hope it comes back.
0: Uh, we do too. Um, if yes. we do get a season two, what do you want to see?
1: You know uh, I'm one of those people uh, you don't want my answer because it's boring TV you know I want to meet a wedding. And uh, <laughs> I want to go to the.
2: Don't we all?
1: <laughs> you know, I want I want them to be in love and happy and uh, lots of kissing and uh, you know I'll be that that's that, that's you know the happiness. But of course, I don't know if that's great TV. You'd have to make one of them mind-controlled cyborg and not be together when they're supposed to be together, and then you know something else will happen.
0: I mean, the slow burn was
1: pretty agonizing. Yeah, it pays oh, off. It pays yeah. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> it, it, it really does it pays off. Uh, but to be honest, I was such a, a fan of all the scripts and, and getting each one that there's there's nothing uh, uh, that I could I wouldn't trust Jem with because you know she's going to give you gold probably better than anything I could think of. The one thing I did try to picture, I said, "Hey, uh, if I could ever have a heart to heart with Winnipeg." I think it'd be Isaac. I think it'd be awesome if Isaac just has a has a real heart to heart with with Winnipeg and gets some stuff out and and you know and then when it's over she realizes you know she says like were you talking I was recharging.
0: <laughs> I mean you kind of had that that uh, moment with Winnie B with the hug.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true. I, which I added. It was the one time I went off script, guys.
0: Oh really?
2: Yeah, oh, it was the wow. hug. It was, it was perfect.
1: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And then on a lighter note, you've talked a bit about the experience of becoming a father. You you were talking about the the experience of being being in South Africa and and all. Could, Could you talk a bit more? Several of our listeners wanted us to ask how the experience of being a father is going for you.
1: Well, I mean, uh I don't know how everyone else is is dealing with the pandemic and, and 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 the corona and COVID-19 uh, for anybody listening to us at a later date, we're just we're still in the still in the midst of that. Um so uh it's been a, it's been great for me, you know, kind of self-quarantining at home and not leaving home when you have a brand new baby. It's kind of awesome because he keeps me super busy. He's a really good guy. He's just a good girl. He's happy and he just wants to eat and he sleeps good. So I can't complain. You know, I'm still sleeping and other than that, I just got a little fat guy who wants to play and eat. Uh, so he, he 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 keeps me super busy and and he keeps me positive and happy every day because, you know, if if not, uh, if I read the news all day long, I uh, I think the world's coming to an end. Um, but when I don't turn on the news and I just concentrate on what I have in front of me. I have a beautiful little innocent baby and he's just happy. He sees me and he smiles and I die when he smiles. It's the greatest feeling. I can't explain it. There's no other feeling than when, you know, the child looks at you and, and smiles. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. Um,
0: he, I, he, you said he was born in December, so he's about six or so months old. Mm-hmm. I think that is Starting to get to a fun age. I'm not a huge fan of infants, hmm. but yeah, once once they kind of hit the I'm gonna start rolling and cooing and smiling, I think that's really fun.
1: Uh, he's rolling and he's good Uh, I don't have I never had an infant, he's in the 99th percentile of size, <laughs> so he's 25 pounds right now, and he weighs uh, he wears 18 uh, month clothing, so everything we bought from doesn't fit. His car seat, we had to get a new one, uh, the stroller. Everything I have to just redo. Uh, luckily, lots of people had babies around me, so I I, I traded in and just gave them that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, I feel like I have a toddler. I feel like I missed out on the baby part because he's always been so massive.
0: My my niece is the same way, and then here I am. My five-year-old is 34 pounds.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's, like I said, my, I have other friends, and, you know, they, they're just... I meet the baby I'm like how old into my brain I'm thinking oh it must be like three weeks They're like seven months I'm like oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> I have a monster at home um,
0: so do you have any final thoughts anything you'd like to add
1: oh just you know uh thank you thank you to every single person that watched the show thank you you know so much Uh, Thank you to Jem Gerard and Josh from Sci-Fi and Blue Ice for trusting me and Magdalene Visaggio and Jason Smith for creating the character and the producers who hired me and trusted me. And thank you to Adrian and Alex for giving so much and Paul for me to act with and uh, for the crew for being so awesome and making me look so freaking cool from the outfit to the props to the stunt guys to everybody else because it's a giant team effort. And uh, it, it's not me doing anything alone. Trust me. There's a lot of people working hard to make it look, look awesome. And just thank you. I mean, I, I'm very thankful. It's, 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 it's nothing I take for granted or lightly to be, to be trusted with a part on, a, on an amazing TV show. I'll tell you that much. It, it means a lot. So thank you.
0: Well, just for my own curiosity, I have to ask, is Josh's last name from sci-fi?
1: <laughs> <laughs> for all intents and purposes, let's just say yes. <laughs> du- du- also because it bugs him, so it's great. He is <laughs> Josh really? from sci-fi. Ooh. He is Josh from sci-fi.
0: Um, so where can we find you on social media?
1: Uh, I am the uh, at real Tim Rozon on, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And all that's right. it. All
2: right. Tim, thank you so much for taking some time to discuss Vagrant Queen with us. We're looking forward to hearing news of a season two renewal. Fingers crossed.
1: Guys, thank you so much for having me.
2: And thank you to our
0: listeners for joining us. Until next time, this has been a transmission from another galaxy, not yours. We are a fan-driven podcast, which means you help us do what we do, so we appreciate any way you can show your support for our work. You can find us on Twitter at Xijadispatchpod. that's X-I-J-A-D-I-S-P-A-T-C-H-P-O-D. There you can find current news about Vagrant Queen, our podcast, and many other things happening in the fandom. You can also support us on a long-term or short-term basis through Patreon. Your subscription there helps us cover expenses for the podcast, whether it's hosting costs or giveaways or anything else that makes us the best fan space it can be. To find us on Patreon and to get more information, just go to patreon.com and search Zyja, X-I-J-A. And of course, as a fan podcast, we want to hear from you, the fans. Our email is vagrantqueenpod at gmail.com. You can send us a text or voice recording, whether it's about what's happening on the episode, your thoughts on the show as a whole, or what we're doing here on the podcast. This is an inclusive space, so send us your comments or feedback and make yourself heard. Finally, Podbean hosts new episodes of our podcasts. That's where you can go to find the latest episodes of our programs and keep up to date on what's happening in our galaxy. We also have transcripts available if you need them. That's at zygestation.podbean.com. Till next time, Zygestation, over and out.